girls I join Hello. Good morning, Amaran. Hi. And I'm, you know what? I started talking over you immediately, but I shouldn't because today you host the podcast. Welcome to the world of Amarin. Thank you. Welcome to Amarland, which is a little joke for my coworkers if they listen to this, because that's what we call Boise, because um, <laughs> I'm the only one that lives here um, from our team. So it's all about me and Boise. Nice. Um, just kidding. But welcome to Amarland, ladies and gentlemen. You were not wrong to talk over me, Jesse. I was looking at you like a deer in the headlights. I was realizing um, we decided to go ahead. Usually we have a little chit chat before we start recording because... Jesse and I, we don't live by each other. Uh, we live, you know, not to surprise you guys, many states apart. Um, so usually we have a little chit chat, but this morning we were so excited to get into it and we thought you just needed every single second captured. Yeah, we this, don't want to deprive conversation you of us. That we just got going. But unfortunately, I did not think about uh, clearing up who would start talking first. <laughs> so we got into it. Uh, there we go. But we, we made it in. Um, well, everybody, I'm really excited to be hosting today's podcast, doing a little doing a little flip around for the second season, um, and a little nervous too. So hang in there with me because I'm not as seasoned as our beautiful constant host, Miss Stone. So thanks for radio. Um, that's right. I so uh, I wanted to say so, guys. Amarin had said beforehand that she was feeling a little bit nervous, of course, because she gets to lead this one. It's new to her. But I wanted to tell you, I too feel nervous and. The, the If I were to describe my life, it would be one of a state of oblivion as far as like self-awareness goes ah. at all times. So like I, I remember I did my first gallery. This matters. It's I care. I'm interested. Yes. My first gallery <laughs> show years ago, I started out as like a canvas painter. My very first gallery show was about like when I lost a child and I just like it was pretty oh dark. Yes. Yeah, no, no. But like. I am not self-aware. True. That's, I'm not being self-deprecating. No. I am not self-aware. <clears throat> so I put all the pictures up on the wall or, you know, the gallery did and I told them where to go. And, uh, and then all night people kept saying, you are so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> How did you get so brave? And I was like, I don't know. I just got this pretty dress and I'm just glad to be here. And then like toward the end of the night, I looked up and realized like I had put like, six foot naked pictures of myself cut into pieces covered in penny royal like uh journal pages that were real that i laminated into paintings and i was like oh Oh. (laughs) i've overexposed myself (laughs) and these people were telling me to my face they and were I giving was giving you that like, PC version where they were like, oh, we don't want to see maybe all of Yeah, <laughs> And I was like, thanks, I guess there's cheese balls here. Like I totally wasn't. Oh I was just because I processed it. Yeah. Got it done. Put it on the wall. I'm on to the next thing. But I say all that to say uh, today was Amarin's Day. So usually I do a shit ton of prep work. And then on the day of, I kind of like don't schedule other stuff before we record very much because I want to be like, I'm in the zone and I'm thinking about this group and I'm kind of being in the group in my head and I want to portray it that way. So uh, today I perceived until the moment the call connected, I was like, I just get to lay back. This is great. And then I'm learning to be more self-aware. So in real time, I was like, oh, I have never been a listener 
I don't actually know how to do this. I don't know how to not talk over you. I don't know how to interject correctly. I don't know how to not make it about me. This is I going to be. I want you to make it about you. I honestly, that's so. I leave some key facets of the host to Jesse and listener Jesse as well. <laughs> if I'm over talking. Tell me how brave I am, and I'll. Take I'll mention the your bravery. <laughs> I, now, this this may straight up be. I know that I'm always joking about shirts. This may, honest to God, have to become a shirt. Um, uh, that something, just something about being very brave. I You're love so brave. that's so funny to me. You're so brave. Um, Thanks, I, love I guess. That. I love that because I too am someone that I mean, like I would say I, I'm not going to do the thing that I that sometimes I do where I just like across the board relate to people and don't. <laughs> sometimes I'm like I'm exactly the same way when people tell me this, um, but I am similar to what you're saying. I do feel like I have a pretty good balance of self awareness a fair bit of the time, but I. Um, I'm an oversharer for sure. I'm a yeah. very authentic. We actually, I feel like connected on this early on in our relationship that we're both just like deeply authentic people. And I yeah. think we discovered this because yeah. we work together. And one mm-hmm. time I was like late and Jesse asked me something and I was like, I'm in a very serious moment. Like this, <laughs> things are not well. Like my life is falling apart. Here's three reasons why I can't be present in this moment. <laughs> and she was like, oh, let's go for a walk at the nature center instead of working. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we just talked about some of the most traumatic things that had happened to us for a while and it was really healing. So Jesse and I, we live in this oversharing to authentic space. I'd like to think it was because we were partially raised in counterculture where authenticity was like really prized, which is a loop back to the cult reoccurrence thing. Um, And not a good segue into today's group because this is not a group of authentic people um, at all. Wow. A really, really rough start for me to come in so accusatory. But this is not a group I would say that we're talking about today that's very dedicated to the truth. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. So, Amarin, I have um, a beginner's hippie knowledge of... um, all things essential oils, right? You know, like like intro level hippie where you just learn to like make hemp necklaces and yes. put thieves oil on everything, right? That's, yes. those are the things. I mean, I, I know some things because I lived oh. in hippie land, but like, but I, I, do, I am aware having attended the same churches as you, yes. of the <laughs> world of people who place 100% confidence into essential oils, even ingesting them, which is a, a terrible idea. Oh, yes. So, oh, I yes, mean, just yes, like yes. they don't go to doctors. They literally just put like thieves oil on their fit, kids' feet. And I was in it for a minute, right. like, because I had a midwife and she, the midwife was into it and it, all the things. But eventually, but pretty oh, quickly, yeah. I was like, I really feel like I draw the line at essential oils. I don't like this is this all feels silly to me. But they smell nice. Yeah, They're really they expensive. Okay, they so that's are. I just told you everything I know. Oh, I like uh, that. Okay, yeah. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask for so that's really helpful. And I love, I love. So there you go, listeners. 
essential oils. There's your first hint is what we're talking about today, but we're not just talking about essential oils today. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad you did it this way because I like this differentiation because the world of essential oils is a really complicated and diverse world, I will say, with a rich and storied history of uses and mm. practices ranging from aromatherapy to healing attempts, you know, throughout history, you know, essential oils have been with us for a long time. Um, Young Living is a big fan of frankincense and myrrh, right? Because that goes back to the old Jesus days. Oh, heck yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that is a legitimate example. We do see even biblical examples of oil being used. So mm. it does make sense that people that people are into it. I love essential oils. I, I like to make candles um, at the house. So having essential oils is a great way to do that and have the aromatherapy, etc. cetera. Um, I will not give you too many details about my current relationship with essential oils because um, it will spoil some of the fun. So we'll leave that <laughs> hanging elusive for now. Um, and yes. how brave of me to step in and spoil the surprise of what this was oh about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to figure out. I was not going to have you guess, obviously, because Jesse did know today's topic, of course, seeing as she's usually the host and it's a special episode. And then I was going to like, and this is actually, this is the worst way to enter this. And this is how I'm going to intro it. We're talking Ready? today about a specific, mm-hmm. specific distribution group of essential oils. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about the, um, the post-2000s world of essential oil marketing and companies, you know it's a competitive industry. It's mm-hmm. very competitive. We're going to get into it. So we're not talking about... Um, we're talking about something very specific. We're talking today about um, the opposite of old dying, which is how I was going to intro this straight up, um, which is young living, which... when you you do the opposite of young living and you say old dying and you think about why they named this company this which i don't have any answers for unfortunately um which i understand well i do have an answer for young is the last name of the founder so there's young living so i i i you know getting a little ahead of myself but it does make sense i will say i personally um I don't know about the title. We, we talk a lot about names here. I feel like it could be stronger. I feel like there are stronger essential oil titles. I'll just leave them with that initial face judgment. Um, but yes, what do you know? Do you know anything at all, Jesse, about the group Young Living in the essential oil world as opposed to just the essential oil world at large? Um, only that I am exposed to the evangelical housewife world, which overlaps. I think there's like a 99% overlap. Right. With it's that almost like thing. the eclipse of the moon. It's like a pie chart, but it's right. the moon being eclipsed. And it's like a sliver that's left. And that's the rest of the normies. And then. No, those are just all... the people that can't afford Young Living. <laughs> and then the rest of them are evangelical housewives. What I love yeah. is that you like literally have all the facts that we're going to talk about today, but in detail. So you have the high level, but we're going to really drill down into the specifics um you also Also, let me oh go go ahead ahead, go ahead ahead. oh at the time that i was going to my sister's fairly evangelical church which is 100 soaked in essential oils at all times yes Yes. amarin can confirm right yeah i can i can um (laughs) because she went there too um or she knew all the people anyway did you go to that church no, I don't think I did, but I did know the people. Oh, okay. That one I'm not okay. sure I've been to personally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but in in theory, you have because they're in theory. Similar. I've I have worshipped with these people. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, no, I sorry, was going to say two things. Just 
full, full disclosure for you, Amarin, yes. I was heavily recruited by um, doTERRA <laughs> people, <gasps> which is Amazing. like basically like I'm not going to call out gang names, but these are the two leading gangs of of. <laughs> the uh rival oil gangs. game that is how and, i have titled it in the in my list rival gangs doTERRA okay. And- <laughs> okay i won't go any farther into it, but like that's my impression is it's more christiany to be in young living it's more hippie to be in doTERRA given the yeah. people who are trying to recruit me but at that time in history i was like i'm actually a stripper so i don't need to sell shit <laughs> Straight up, would that not be a great crossover event, though? Hold on. I think there was a market there that you missed. Stripping aromatherapy, okay? Oh, no. Girls had them in the dressing room, sister. They had them in the dressing room. I'll I'll say this one thing. Um, A girl was, like, telling me how great essential oils were, and she was like, men are attracted to the scent of lavender. It does this and this and this to their pheromones, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So we both walked out of the dressing room at the same time, and True story. She had just put on her lavender. We're walking up and this man walks past us, stops in his tracks, walks backward, sniffs of her body and goes, you smell amazing. And she goes, thanks. And then she looks at me and goes, man. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So now that is a very important story. And I can't think of a better one to honestly launch us into the details of Young Living. I'm going to stop talking because I want to hear what you have to say. No, that is an incredible story. I Lavender is one of my favorite scents. I also really quickly just wanted to say when we cut each other off that I know that you're familiar with Young Living for one very specific reason I'll call out early. And this is for the listeners as well. You identified thieves oil. You said thieves oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that a registered trademark of uh, Young Living? To my understanding, I did. I I have looked it up. I will say and I'm going to say this right now at the top of the hour at the top of the podcast here. The Young Living does not want these details out. I was joking with Jesse before we started recording that this may be the scariest group we've ever covered in terms of like personal ramifications. <laughs> there were moments <laughs> when I literally have, I withdrew names from this because I was literally concerned that there would be some sort of repercussion on my life. Ooh, so I am, I am ooh, like, wow, okay. Yeah, I actually like am a little, not like I am not afraid for my life, but I just don't want to be pestered by anybody either. <laughs> so um, like, yeah let's leave it let's leave it let's leave, let's keep it um i don't know let's not make it personal let's leave it vague this is an art piece it's all abstract none of this is proven so anyway the, t- the point of uh, me saying because- this oh go ahead I, is just to say i don't i'm not effectively making any of these claims and saying that they are 100 percent accurate because it would be very challenging to do that with the way that young living has controlled the information available online well you're speaking to your personal experience with the people yes. you are exposed to so i am um, and i think heretofore we're going to clarify that we are actually talking about a company called schmung schmiving Schmuck Piving. Yes. And Schmuck Piving was a very specific <laughs> off branch of um, of this other this other potential group. No, I'm kidding. Who you'll but never guess. Who, yes, you'll never guess whom they might. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's uh anything to say before we hop into the history here. I don't think so. I'm pretty excited about this. Let's get yes. in it. Let's get into the history and then we'll get we'll get back into the weeds and, and the oils at the end here. So Let's start with what is Young Living? How did it come about? Why is it this, et cetera? Young Living was founded in 1993. So this is one of the youngest groups that we're going to talk about um, probably in this season. It's a very young, it's only a little a bit A young American religion. Me. That's yeah. right, a young American religion. Um, 
It was founded by a man named Donald Gary Young. Now, um, terrible name. It is a really bad name. He, he, Donald Gary Young likes to go by D. Gary Young or his first name, Gary. However, in print publication, he will go by D. Gary Young. These are all Put awful. A, uh-huh. <laughs> really bad name. Put a pin in that name because there's a reason he's doing that. We're going to talk about it. Um, D. Gary Young is a member of the Church of the La- Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So he was LDS. Um, and he... Um, he would have you believe, and this is a direct quote from the Wikipedia that someone has clearly rewritten. I had to pull this. Successfully blended his own devout faith with a lifelong passion for alternative remedies. Wow. What a line. This, this checks out for the demographic that they definitely stay within. Absolutely it does. Yeah. There is a very clear line. It's not, there wasn't like a chart of like up and down with the mission, like, oh, it was over here and then over here. It is a straight line with these guys. It's just uh-huh. like it started here and it's still here and it's continuing. It's not, it's pretty boring in that way. God um, made us essential oils and he wants us to capitalize. Yeah. He basically, we should be taking advantage of more people. It says so in um, Thieves Oil 1 3. <laughs> um, so that's, that, that's where we start here. At its very core, Young Living is a essential oils multi-level marketing company, okay? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That already is becoming controversial as a statement. Um, but at this time, I think we can say pretty safely that it is an essential oil-based company. It is mostly located, f- operated out of Leahy, Utah at this point, beautiful area. Um, and they claim to distribute therapeutic grade essential oils, but they also sell, um, essential oil products like diffusers and stands, Mm. things like that, as well as like cosmetic products as well. So stuff that you can put on your face, lotions, et cetera, um, for men and women. Um, so they've got a pretty extensive catalog. It's pretty long at this point, uh, and a good, a good range of interesting products that are supposedly based in a more natural backing of products. Um, they say that they are on a mission to, and again, a quote here, help consumers across the globe elevate their spirit, support healthy habits, achieve whole life wellness, and create lasting abundance. Now that okay. last bit, lasting abundance, is is supposed to be a reference to the kind of wealth and fortune one can accumulate from being mm. a member of Young Living. Um, so just a little foreshadowing to the fun game that is being involved in what is definitely this MLM, (laughs) um, (laughs) completely. As you kind of alluded to, essential oils used to be more of a hippie thing. We're pretty Uh much, pretty much established with a hippie, hippie movement. Um, I, I wish they would have stayed there personally (laughs) after doing some of this review, um, seemed to be a safer space for them, but they were pretty much seen as a hippie trend. But their popularity with women in general increased massively in the late 2010s. The industry has become huge. I was actually really surprised to find out that the market for essential oils in this year is estimated to be worth more than $5.1 billion. Okay. That's a big market. It's expected to reach $25 billion as a market by 2024, I read. Now- That's not just Young Living, of course. That's just the essential oil market at large. Um, But this isn't anything to shake your finger at. This is a big, big market, and it's pulling in a lot of specific groups of people. Now, we'll have a little bit of a chat about maybe why this is such a boom. Um, But for now, we'll just accept and leave it at 
yes, it's really, it really is a big deal. Uh, essential oils are becoming very popular. How do you feel about that? Uh, having said that you weren't a big essential oils guest. <laughs> so it's funny because I'm definitely thinking about how I scoffed at the idea of making money from essential oils when I was a stripper <laughs> because uh, while uh, that is a great uh, money maker, I never made a billion dollars. Never, not once. Not one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was not a stripper, but I did try to sell essential oils. I did not make this much money. Um, so <laughs> Thanks, that is you. little foreshadowing for you. That's probably why... warmer than me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Who knows? I had a brain injury. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. So that was a little foreshadowing. I actually think that we've talked about this on the pod before so that if you have listened, you might've caught this little tidbit, but that's right. This is a cult that I have been in. So yeah. that is a little note. Um, anything I'm speaking about, um, because a lot of this is research. Of course, I did pull very specific research for this, and I hope that's evident. But also, we will um, definitely be hitting quite a few stories that are more based on this is how the experience was for me in um, the Midwest, specifically. So quick second to talk about multi-level marketing companies, which we also call pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. um, multi-level marketing companies are very resistant to the idea that they are pyramid schemes. Yes, We've talked about this before. it's illegal. Exactly. <laughs> they are so angry if you even begin to suggest. It's sort of like in our last episode when we <laughs> talked about the, the, how whenever, with the path, whenever people would try to refer to an organization as a cult or it's a church a cult. or whatever, and be like, it's not a cult, you know, like, it doesn't matter. That's exactly what they do with pyramid schemes. You just sort of like pick up a Dorito and they're like, no, that's not, <laughs> you don't do that. Um, Slap so, it out of your hand. Exactly. For a variety <laughs> no of reasons. One, no red number five, two, no triangles. Yeah, sure. um, so they're, yeah, they're coming for you. All the blondes. So, <laughs> Um, people with Young Living are no exception. They're very resistant to the idea that this is so and such scheme. However, definitionally, it is. I did come back with research for this. I can prove it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in 2019, a former member of Young Living sued the company. Um, and the claim that was made was that Young Living is nothing more than a, and here's a quote here for a specific reason you'll understand, nothing more than a cult-like organization peddling the ever-elusive promise of financial success. Mm. Now, not super surprising. That's a pyramid scheme statement we hear from time to time. Um, her main complaint was that the model that Young Living runs off of is a model that's completely dependent on the recruitment of new people into the Young Living sales force. Now, is that true? Is she right? Is that a true statement? Let's uh, let's investigate a little bit beyond my own experience, but I also can validate this was my experience. The Young Living System works in this way. Uh, when you join, you have the choice to become a, one type of member or another. Uh, one of them is like a member where you can buy everything at the regular price, which is way higher than the already high prices you get as a member. Um, or you can join as a member. And if you join as a member, you're required to purchase a starter kit from an uh -huh. existing member, which adds you to their downline, adds uh -huh. you to their tree, right? Yeah. So whenever you get added to the downline, you basically join their family, whether or not you realize that, but it's a business family, which is the worst kind of family. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so you get your starter kit. Starter kits range like from- the mob. It's exactly like the mob. Okay, and the way that they talk about this, I want to be very clear to interject some personal experience. 
you never receive a pamphlet that's just like, okay, you need to spend uh-huh. 150 bucks here and then you start selling this stuff. And then at some point this, that sort of thing I think is okay. That's called running a business. It all, it could still be multi-level marketing, but it's more directive. That's uh-huh. not really how it goes. Like, of course they tell you the prices of things, but it's more like, oh my God, have you considered changing your whole life and hanging out with me a lot? And oh my God, also, if you want to hang out with me, spend $200. Um, that's usually how it goes. Um, so yeah, the base, the kits range from about $100 to more like $300. Um, those are your starter kits. They're going to get you your introductory oils and like a diffuser usually that's going to be branded to Young Living. So something to get Mm. that aromatherapy going. Um, And it may come with a couple extra things. One thing that they have that they push a lot is a drink called Ningxia. Um, And Ningxia is, um, it's kind of, it looks, it's brown and they have like little packets and they'll send you um, packets of it. Almost all of these health and wellness companies have a drink that they will refer to as Oh my gosh, I think that's a branded term I almost use and I don't want to pull in another group, but um, like a happy potion or like a good juice or like a pink drink. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They all have like a thing and they're like, yeah, that's the thing I drink and it makes yeah. me feel amazing. I, Ningxia is a real thing. I do want to say though that I am really suspicious of the fact that everybody has their own drink, okay? It does feel a little bit like drinking cooling, right? Yeah, yeah. it's strange. Feels strange to me. Yeah, no, and everyone does. By the way, were you a Melaleuca family growing up? <laughs> no, but I was adjacent to the Melaleuca families. Were you? Oh, 100%. Everything oh, I, I touched that. had Melaleuca in it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, so ahead, you really get it. You really yeah. get it. Um, so the ba- basically what happens here is that then Young Living is going to pay the member a cash bonus for every new member that she recruits. Mm-hmm. Um I, the most common number I saw for this is about $25. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not pulling from any kind of pamphlet or sheet, so this may not be 100% accurate or up to date. Yeah. Um, however, not a huge amount of money for a new member, maybe you know, $25, $50, somewhere in there. Um, the company doesn't pay commission to new members for sales um, that they make. They really emphasize recruiting most of all, as I already alluded to. Um, the allegation in the lawsuit in, from 2019 that was really put forward is that a new member's only opportunity to make enough income to actually cover the cost of membership is by bringing in new members. Um, you're not going to make enough of a percentage by making sales. Your downline money is a status you have to like earn basically by really aggressively recruiting a bunch of people underneath you. And then basically they are going to make money for you. Uh Um, You, you alone based off of inspiring people to buy the products that you believe in from the company, that's actually not going to be as lucrative of a term. Now, this is a pretty buried fact, I will say, switching back into my personal experience as well. When you come in, of course, because this is pointing towards the pyramid scheme group, um, what they do is they have a lot of classes where they teach you, here's how you recruit people. Here's mm-hmm. how you pull them in. Here's how you do X, Y, Z. And they do mm-hmm. a bunch of that. And then what they don't do is try to sell a bunch of products to the people that are already in their downline. Right. So it makes it 
pretty clear, even though they're not overtly saying it when you come in, that recruiting is the way that you're going to make more money because the emphasis and the training that they're putting on what you're doing going forward is on recruiting, even though they're not pointing to that. Gosh, um, fucking exhausting. Right. And it's weird because I will get into my own personal experience with this, but um, at, at the time that I encountered these people, I had recently suffered an injury to my head, which I've, which I've alluded to. I wasn't really, I literally wasn't thinking straight, mm. um, which is an important thing. This is a very good excuse for joining a pyramid scheme. I w- <laughs> you're welcome to steal it if you ever need to. Um, but this is true. I do have the scars for it. And I was, yeah, I was very lonely. I was in a tough spot and I was in a really good place to be manipulated. And mm. I feel that that's exactly what happened. Um, that story I of every cult joining, I hear. I know. And that's why whenever I was thinking about groups that we would want to discuss on cults I join that I had been close to that I might have some personal experience with, this came to mind so immediately, mm. which sort of surprised me because, of course... People don't think of it the same, yeah. They just don't think of it the same. But I would say, I would say so. And it's going to make, I think, even more sense as we go a little further. Um, yeah, when I was in the company, recruitment was far more important and lucrative than actually selling products to existing um, customers. Lots of emphasis was placed on parties and a successful, massive influencer-like social media presence. Oh, sounds awful. Yes. (laughs) This is all Um, the things I'm bad at. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Now I'm going to make a speculative statement about my experience and the group of people that I was running in. Uh This is going to sound vain. And if anybody wants to go on my social media and accuse me of being vain for this, it's totally fine. I welcome it. However, the people that were recruiting me were certainly recruiting attractive young women um, to try to to try to groom them into being influencers that would be able to manipulate other women to want to be like them. That was very clear to me from a very early um, when the red flag started showing up, that was one of the first ones, I would say. Yeah. A lot of emphasis was placed on my physical appearance. People talked mm-hmm. to me about it a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really flattered because I was lonely and not feeling good. So I, at the time, of course, I'm like, yes, I am pretty. Thank you. I mm-hmm. wanted to hear that. I needed to hear that. Right. Because that felt yeah. like positive woman power. But it was actually this weird counter manipulative thing where I was being sort of bolstered up, but just for their future success, Mm -hmm. potentially. Not saying that no one that I ever was talking to, if you're listening to this podcast and we were friends in that time, in no way am I saying that we didn't have a real relationship. However, I would say that I was it it felt very clearly motivated to me um, at the end, retrospectively, towards a company goal. I would say. Can I just say, by the way, though, this is literally why I was like, no, thanks. I'm already a stripper because I definitely saw this aesthetic thing that you're talking about. Um, And those girls were a different kind of pretty than I am. I'm like cottage core pretty. They were like 17 magazine pretty, which is totally different worlds. It um, is. And it's yeah. weird. It's weird that it you would that this wouldn't be a group of cottage core pretty people. Is it not? Yeah, they're not though. They're, they're not. They are barbies. Very photogenic. Yeah. Usually. And I'm not. Yeah. yeah. It's um, well, yeah, strange. Please go on. Well, just like literally, and this was true at the time, it was a part of my thought process, like, because I did understand the aesthetic thing that they were doing. And right. A, it isn't my aesthetic that I'm good at naturally, but B, I just literally thought like, this sounds exhausting. I am already trading on my looks and I much prefer to cut out the middleman of a bottle of essential oil. Like, 
at a club, men are yeah. like, you're so pretty. And I'm like, yes, pay me. That's that's what we're doing here. right. Yes. <laughs> that is the transaction. I don't have to pretend it involves frankincense. See, <laughs> that's what I'm talking. That straightforward transactional situation. Yes. <laughs> that's doing business. That's what keeps you from the MLM. <laughs> uh. Yes. See, like I'm very interested in as you you are one such person that does this, but I'm interested in being an industrious woman with wares for purchase, right? Yes. I think that sounds very appealing. I, I guess at one point thought that I could maybe have essential oil wares for purchase. Of course, and it would of be smelly and nice, right? Yeah. There's nothing t- traditionally wrong with that um, until you start getting into some of the more insidious practices, I would say, and leaning out of what you're talking about, which is this like more fun cottage core based, like, I like these products. These are things I like. I really thought that's how it would be. A lot of people uh-huh. think that's how it would be when they go in, right? Because mm-hmm. even if you understand that it's selling, my understanding of selling usually is not selling ideas, right? It's mm. selling products. Young uh-huh. Living is is selling ideas a lot of times when they're recruiting. Uh, yeah, them. smart. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Yes. So let's wrap up the pyramid scheme section just to say, and I'm a, a, one more factual statement here, back from the suit again from 2019. This suit had declared that based on Young Living's own public disclosures, 94% of total members earn an average of $1 per month in sales commission. 94% of total members earn an average of $1 per month in sales sales commissions. Which, Amron, just on the back end, is how much we've made for this podcast so far. (laughs) Well, I will say I'm having a lot more fun with the podcast. That is truly hilarious. I love that. So we are doing pretty, we're, it's only up from here for That's us. Though. See, they've been going since 1993. <laughs> We've right. only been here since 2022. So at the end, yeah. That's right. <laughs> at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, so that is a harrowing number. And then more yeah, than half awful. of those who joined in 2016, which this number is coming from the lawsuit, of course, um, made no commissions at all. So yeah, more than half of those from 2016 didn't make uh, any money at all. Um, unfortunately, at the same time, members are being required to sink hundreds of dollars yeah. into buying product to remain an active member. Now, uh-huh. that is another pyramid scheme, and that's the final whistle of the pyramid scheme that I'm going to identify is needing to continue to buy product in order mm-hmm. to stay in. It's a little better than some other pyramid schemes that you may be familiar with that were more uh, more classic, um, something like Melaleuca or um, I'm thinking of, gosh, um, Amway, where you I have to buy tons of stuff. My parents were, we were an Amway family. Um, oh, see, we were Amway adjacent. Yeah. But yes. Okay. I yeah. love it. So we have our connections. <laughs> yeah. So we had Amway. And of course, Amway was notorious for making people buy a lot of products. Yes. So we had like 10 years worth of stuff when my parents, not after not being involved for very long, wisened up and pulled out. We had a lot yeah. of stuff we had to end up using. Yeah. Um, the same is true for Young Living at a smaller scale. Um, you are required to purchase stuff pretty frequently in order to keep your membership active. You cannot earn commission if you do not have an active membership. Um, You'll have to re-enter the downline again, usually from Mm. that. So it Mm -hmm. is a, you do have to stay in and continue to spend money. However, I will say- Do you have to bang Keith Raniere or no? No, I will. Now, Gary Young, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) um, No, that's not. Gary Young gets some really bad stuff, but he didn't. That was one thing that didn't happen. Um, So good, good for you, bud. Um, Keeping, keeping, 
keeping it clean. So, yeah, Young Living adamantly denies that they are a pyramid scheme in any way. They state that uh, the numbers only look this way because the majority of their members join to access <laughs> wholesale prices and not distribute or receive money ultimately from the company. So their response to this 94% of people earn a dollar a month is saying, well, only 6% of people actually want to earn money, and that's why this uh... is happening. Um, not literally what they said, but ultimately what they were saying. Yeah. Yes, not yes. People aren't earning that much money. They're not trying to earn money. If they wanted to, they could. That's so they're their like, plan. we're not a pyramid. We're a fat bottom girl. Exactly. And don't exactly. make fun of our weight distribution. Yeah. Honestly, hilarious. Yes, they are a fat <laughs> bottom girl. That is the Young Living claim. Um, yeah. So that that is kind of that. That's our high okay. level look. Um, I do feel that based off of a lot of the stuff that's been coming out, that they certainly are, are right up there in the pyramid scheme territory. Um, I questionable business practices that is being pursued through several cases at this time that are still ongoing um, and people are interested. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on as things go forward. Um, most of the truth that you can find out just in, if you're interested in continuing your, your research as a listener um, into Young Living Court cases are where you find the true things about sure, yeah. living because that's where they're under deposition. That's where they can't mm. twist it into a different thing. Excuse me. And there's some other examples that we're going to get into of ways in which court cases have hurt them in the claims that they've had to make under oath. Um, before we get into that, though, let's take a quick, quick look at the short history of Young Living. Okay. Um, so the short history is that Young Living is formed in 1993 in Riverton, Utah. Gary Young is the CEO. It's incorporated one year later, 1994. Um, he's purchasing farms. I'm listening to Nirvana. I'm losing my virginity. Go. Yes. It's a okay. great time. The Put setting is fantastic. Okay. Yes. For everyone but Gary Young, things are alive. Young is purchased. Cobain, but go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Young, uh, he, he purchases several farms, um, in this course of time, he's got farms in Utah. He has, he purchases a second farm in Mona, Utah in 1996 as well. He opens his first international farm in Ecuador 10 years later in 2006. And um, that that's kind of farms continue to pop up from there. At this point, they have quite a few farms that are like incorporated or connected in various places, international and here in the United States. Um, are these farms that are producing the product or are they just, he just likes land or, or am I jumping? These, the gun? You go you're ahead. not jumping the gun. These are farms that supposedly are producing the products. Um, okay, it, that is what they are saying is happening. Okay. All right. um, in fact, as a young living member, and this was, pro this was touted to me as well. Uh, if you're quite good and you hit the right levels, you get to go on tours to visit the farms and really see the process of the Young Living Essential Pure Therapeutic Grade Oils being made. It's a beautiful okay. thing. Um, so yeah, they're popping up all over. Um, uh, according to Mary Young, which is uh, Garrett, Donald Gary's Donald Gary's third wife. Wow, I don't know why that was such a hard thing for me to say. Because um, he has 17 names and they're all he, dumb. He does and they're not good. Um, according to, to Mary's third wife, um, Gary got an interest in alternative medicine after he had a back injury in the 1970s. Um, here's what other people have to say about that is that he actually was in a law. He, he claimed 
that he was in a logging accident that left him paralyzed and that essential oils uh, healed him. Oh, now that's uh it's bold. Now, Young Living has drawn that back because it is such a bold claim. They have now softened it to say, as it says in some places, like Mary Young says, oh, he gained an interest in alternative medicine. That's a very positive way to put what is assumed to be the actual story, which is, yes, his claims that he was actually healed um, with alternative medicine from being paralyzed post a logging accident um, early in his life. So he was running a full on Huckleberry Finn Chautauqua show. And eventually people were like, you got to rein this in. Yes. And this honestly wasn't even that bad compared to where he's going, unfortunately, Jesse. So buckle up. He's actually a crazy person. Um, This isn't really a controversial statement, except for the fact that some people straight up just say this stuff isn't true. But I don't believe that. Um, I think that this whole... Gary getting interested in recovering from being paralyzed thing is a really important point for us to touch on because in my experience, if you want to be a young living distributor, you have to have a medical why you have to have Uh, been healed from something. mm -hmm. You have to have been saved from something. It had, you know, and whether that was your nine to five that was killing you or your failing marriage because you didn't smell good or whatever, (laughs) you have to be coming back from Uh the brink of something. Okay. So that starts, it seems like at conception, um, with D. Gary Young. He okay. does that, and then every white woman ever does that from there, mm-hmm. um, it seems like. So, yeah, this is usually a pretty grand story. Um, you have to have your exigency. Apparently, and according to the lore, um, Mr. Young becomes very interested in essential oils after he meets a French lavender distiller. So that checks out mm-hmm. at a conference in California. Um, and then he goes to France to learn about distillation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very romantic picture, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. In the early 1990s, he purchases a 160 acre farm with his wife um, located in St. Marie's, Idaho. That's right. There is an Idaho connection. There always is, um, <laughs> apparently. The fruit and, basket of America. <laughs> truly, the potato <laughs> basket of America, Idaho. Um, yeah, so in 1996, I just wanted to share this little tidbit I saw. The company projected sales of between 8 and $10 million and reported annual sales of more than $1 billion from 2015 and 2017. So lucrative um, yeah. if these sales are accurate. Um. So that's a little bit of the pure Young Living background. Now we're just taking a quick sidebar and we're going to fly through this sort of to talk about doTERRA because doTERRA and Young Living are actually linked at the base. Um, Starting in 2000, Gary ran the Young Life Research Clinic in Springfield, Utah. This section was pulled from Wikipedia. After settling a lawsuit in 2005, that clinic was closed. We're going to talk about that lawsuit. And he opened a clinic in Ecuador, practicing medicine and performing surgery over there. Always a good sign. When you pull your medical thing out of America and open it in Ecuador, nothing to see here. It's always good, everyone. (laughs) Also, I hope you're excited because there's going to be yet another questionable clinic founded. Um, So, yeah, so he founds that. There's some concerns um, from the COO of the company, David Sterling, uh, in this time. He is expressing some concerns. It's unclear exactly what all of the concerns were. Um, but he has issues with the Ecuador situation. 
In 2008, David Sterling, the COO, is fired from the from the firm from from Young Living, and he founds DoTerra. Oh, okay. Right. So this so really is the Capulets and the Montagues. It truly is. They are. This is yeah. a deep rivalry. Um, so Gary, David, and Gary. These names. Are you kidding me? David. He breaks apart. He starts DoTerra. Um, in August of 2013, the bullet goes again. Young Living files a suit against doTERRA for theft of trade secrets, right? Mm. Which you can expect to happen. Alleging that the company recreated the production process they weren't supposed to, stole Mm -hmm. those secrets. Now they're doing the same distillation that came from French lavender inspiration in the beginning, what have you. Sure. Um, Young Living lost the case in 2017. And in 2018, they lost it even worse. This I can't imagine. Because the judge says, not only did you lose the case, you also had to pay doTERRA's legal fees pay, that amounted mm. to $1.8 million. So they're out nice. nearly two mil um, for that case. Echoes the company's, of my own divorce. Yeah, it's a messy <laughs> time these two are having. Yeah, yeah, it's messy. The companies, they also settled lawsuits around fake lab tests, false advertising, Ooh. and theft of trade secrets, and withdrew their negative claims in relation to the purity of each other's products. So this weird mm. thing happens right here where doTERRA and um, Young Living sort of call a truce because they realize that... They're fighting I, each other. Exactly. And themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. And attacking each other, they're attacking themselves since they are ultimately the same two-headed monster. Yeah. So it seems like, even though this is not officially documented, that they sort of looked at each other, realized they were at an impasse, and they agreed to go do their own separate things. That's pretty much how my experience was with it um, whenever I was distributing with them. Um, it was a dirty word to say, doTERRA. You oh, literally yeah. would have been in a lot of trouble if you had any of their oils. They were considered to be impure lies you know like it was very strong um negativity against that's real culty y'all that's real culty it is especially whenever you realize that they were found and because it's not talked about the fact that they were founded via a split like that um Hmm. which is interesting if they're going to talk that much about it yeah um so the 2015 to present bit is that in 2015 um mr d gary young stepped down as ceo and his third Uh wife the aforementioned Mary Young, became the CEO. The company moved their corporations to where they are now, Leahy, in 2014. Um, They received some tax breaks and expanded their operations. And in 2017, they launched into an even bigger expansion for a new headquarters. In 2018, D. Gary Young died. That was the end of his life. Um, So that, that is... Young Living as it relates to the leader, D. Gary Young, um, and its history. Now, outside and just sort of unlinking Young Living as a company from Gary Young, let's talk about a couple of the dark things about this guy. Um, Because this, he, like many cult leaders, he's a bad dude. Um, Gary's first name is Donald, as we talked about. Um, he He likes to use his initial D, um, in front of his name, D. Gary Young. 
As I mentioned, this is unproven, but likely the reason he did this is because it looks like Dr. Gary Young, um, despite oh. the fact that he does not have a doctoral title, um, mm. the D period. It, for, I, I thought whenever I came in that he was a doctor, people do refer to him as Dr. Young, Dr. Gary Young within Young Living sometimes. Um, so oh, it, but he's not a doctor. They just he is that. not a medical doctor. He is Class not act. a medical doctor. Yes. Okay. So um, that is one thing. I, the first thing I want to throw out. Gary is a con, was a con man, unfortunately. Um, he liked to tell people that he was curing things that he was not for his entire life. Um, I am going to go ahead and put a trigger warning right here. I'm going to say some things that are darker than you expect them to be coming up. Um, so if you are going to be triggered, especially by child loss, um, let's just skip forward about five minutes in the podcast and we'll miss all this dark stuff here. Getting right into it now. Um, Gary tried to deliver a baby in a whirlpool bathtub, even though he was not a medical doctor and the baby did die. <gasps> um, it and not and not from natural causes. The baby did Ooh. die because of the delivery that was oh, investigated. No. Um, nothing really ever came of it, but and I don't really want to talk about it extensively because um, I think we both understand how that could happen. Um, yes. It was very unsafe. It should never have happened, and it did, and it's a very regrettable outcome. It is a great just, example of him trying to be a doctor when he wasn't. Please go ahead. So as a person who, I mean, you know more about home birth than I do, having been raised with a midwife, but uh, my mother-in-law was a midwife. My mother had all her children at home in front of me. I was the oldest. Um, yes. I've always been around tons of home births. Everybody I know who does yes. births does home births. I had a home birth. I say that to say uh, when I was choosing my midwife, I talked with several. Your mother had just stopped doing oh, yes. and I was very upset about it. Um, but uh, I, the one question that I asked every midwife in my interview was the one that really mattered to me, which was, do you feel like you know really well when to go to the hospital? because that's the biggest, like I, I'm a hundred, yes. I'm all home birth. I loved having a home birth. Yes. They're safer. Uh, statistically, they're safer than hospital births. I, we won't go way down this path, but, but the real yeah. question has to be, do I trust, can I trust you to know when this is not a typical birth and we need Western intervention? Yes. That's what, that's what you need from a person. Sorry. So, so, yes. so basic, of course I'm fucking know it all. I can do anything. Dude was like, Yes. No, he didn't know when to, yes, birth can happen no idea. without you even there, dude. It can just happen. But if it is not going well, it is on you, the person running the show to say, we need medical intervention. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry. And um, yes, I also want to clarify really quickly that this was his child. This was his baby. Holy shit. Yeah. So he convinced his wife to deliver his own baby um, this way. And um yeah, the baby unfortunately did die from oxygen deprivation. So it was definitely um, what the you're most saying predictable is 100 percent right. Um, this is even worse than somebody not knowing when to pull out. This was like just straight up malpractice, like yeah. he, which it can't be actually because no, he's not a doctor. Yeah, but yeah. this is um, attempting to impersonate a doctor. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, he was arrested for this. Um, it I hope I, she never fucked him again. I, no, I think that they were actually done after this. She certainly, it doesn't come up a lot more in the story mm. um, after this. And okay. 
Yes, I feel for her gravely. Um, By the way, end of my birth story, had an emergency C-section. My midwife knew when to... That's it. She knew what to do. Exactly. That is so important. That's honestly such a good message to share because it is really like you, the human body is so powerful and women can handle so much, but it's just like having people there that know what's going on. That's it. Just know, can just identify a problem and help. That's it. Um, Yeah. So really bad. Now let's expand this now. And for those of us coming back after the trigger warning, you're safe now, Um, except for now more malpractice. Um, In 1986, Gary Young would go on to practice as a naturopathic doctor in Tijuana, Mexico. Remember, he is not a doctor. That's Nothing not true. Says sound medical advice like Tijuana, Mexico. That's exactly right. While in <laughs> Mexico, Gary treated patients suffering from guess. Guess what he was treating with his oh, not medical gosh. degree, Jesse? Paralyzation. Uh, that would make sense. <laughs> it's not paralyzation. Um, Perfectly healthy babies. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe that would be fine. Um, no, he was treating patients suffering from lupus and cancer using essential oh, oils. Of course he was. Um, so that's going fine. This scam didn't last super long after um, the Los Angeles Times did trick Gary into diagnosing liver disease and cancer ah. in the blood of a chicken and a cat. <laughs> Uh, after claiming the blood was human and trying to treat the patient with essential oils, Gary fled to California in shame, it was reported. Um, there, Why did you flee to California in shame? You were already in Tijuana. You were in Tijuana. <laughs> that's basically the same state. Yeah, this guy, I also, don't know. Also, like, head guy. south, dude. You went back to the U.S., right? What were you to the thinking? newspaper that, <laughs> carry on. You went to the state this newspaper was from. Yeah. You know, you were like, okay, <laughs> L.A. it is. Um, honestly, kind of ballsy. Then there in California, Gary is going to open a clinic called the Young Life Wellness Center. That clinic is going to be shut down very shortly afterwards in 1988. Why, you may ask? Remember, the man is not a doctor. That's why he can't Uh, open a clinic. It's just that fact that's getting him shut down. Sir, stop it. Sir, please. Um, Yep. So back in Utah, we've got the Young Life Research Clinic that he found. Again, he treats patients using essential oils for cancer here. Um, This clinic was the longest lasting of all of them. It lasted four years. Um, Wow. At that time, the Utah Attorney General did charge an employee with practicing medicine without a license, and it was shut down. Um, that's right. He wasn't the only person practicing without a license in this clinic. Please vet your medical professionals. Um, make sure there's that site. There's that R after the D in their name. (laughs) That's what you're really looking Um, for. You guys, (laughs) you got that R in there. So high level summary. Why do people have an issue with Gary Young? Why do I have an issue with Gary Young? Well, he operated about three clinics that treated cancer patients with essential oils. Um, He did facilitate multiple disbarred medical professionals in practicing medicine without a license. Um, I will briefly allude to the allude to another thing that this is tough to prove to talk about factually, but I do just want to point to the fact that um, Gary did employ a practitioner who was charged with manslaughter and convicted at one point. So that happened in Utah. Um, And he also used the Ebola outbreak as a chance to market essential oils for profit. This happened with COVID as well. Um, But he was gone at the time when that happened. It was just his followers doing it. 
And then last but not least, and most importantly, as I've asserted over and over and over again, the number one problem that we have with Mr. D. Gary Young is that he is not a medical doctor. You guys, um, I didn't know any of this. I just thought he genuinely had a stupid name. And I, no. always, <laughs> I always like when people, when a man tells me their name, I'm, I don't know why I'm leaning on everything dirty in the show. It definitely was not a plan I had. But when a man tells me his name, my first thought is like, can I say this in the bedroom? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Can, like, can I? oh, Donald Gary. Donald no, Gary. no, it mm, does not roll off the tongue. I don't like it. Oh, D. Gary. Oh, D. Gary. No. <laughs> D. Gary. Oh, D. Bill's bad. Never mind. Wait, I'm not going any further. Really That's all not. I didn't like about him at first, but you've really. We've expanded the, the reasons that you have to dislike this man. Yeah, he is a mess. Um, so that's, yeah, that at this point, in, we've kind of, you know, we're an hour in, so this is good. But we've at this point, we can safely say that's the, that's the torrid history of Gary Young and Young Living being founded to date. That's the base of this, shall we say, pyramid. Yes, that's the okay. fat bottom on the girl, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that in fact, is there. Uh, that's a way too flattering of a way to say this, too, uh, because that actually makes it sound quite nice. Um, they should say it in court. Your Honor? <laughs> Your Honor. We aren't just fat bottom girls. <laughs> We're more than fat bottom girls. I love that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I would say that Young Living is... Um, We've established a pyramid scheme, questionable uh, ethics and practices. And interestingly, Young Living's history and the way that things have gone to date is very similar to both my experience and present day, what is up with Young Living. Okay. Um, so a couple of things just to point to here. Um, I already alluded to this, but the appeal to people and selling, the selling culture is a very big part of being in Young Living. Um, the benefits of Young Living don't stop at the products. They never do. It really, the products are touted as very important and certainly they are to them. However, what's more important, as I said earlier, is the lifestyle. And what is that lifestyle? Hmm, we've already talked about it a little bit. Um, while some still have that hippie direction that we were talking about with doTERRA, um, and some people, to be fair, like, obviously, we're always speaking in generalization. I knew plenty of women who were like myself. To I sure. would just brand them of normal. Course. I wouldn't put a label on them. Just regular ladies being themselves, making their way through life. Good for you gals. Not talking about you. However, in its core, the biggest concentration of people, it seems to be not just from my experience, but in general, based on my research, are Christian women, um, yes. Christian identifying women, and a very specific type of Christian identifying women, um, some of which Jesse and I are familiar with just because sure. of the place that we used to work, um, the area that we used to work yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> um, not like specifically, I just mean the types of people. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of religion ties is is the important note I would say here. Even though um, Young Living was founded by a man who was a Latter-day Saint, um, I would say Christianity is a little bit in its more pure tunneled form, I guess, is more what you would see. I didn't see as many. I didn't see anything when I was in that I identified as um, distinctly Mormon or a piece yeah. of Mormonism, I would say. I, I was going to ask that. Yeah, I saw, and now there's a lot of overlap. I want to be very clear, so I could have just missed it. Um, yeah. But what I saw was predominantly Judeo-Christian backing, basically. But listen, that's, listen, 
white evangelical women are where the money's at. They are. I mean, if and you go to our like big mega church here that's white evangelical, you get arrested for panhandling in the parking lot. Like they don't fuck around. You stay away from our money. <laughs> yeah. They're rich. Um, they have $300 to invest in yeah. a starter kit of um, something or the other. So we definitely see, we definitely see that throughout. Um, I would say to the point that like every single woman in the group that I was in was um, pushing Christian narrative as well with the Young Living stuff. Um, so there was always some undercurrent of of religion in the beginning. Sure. I will say, and I'm not going to like get into this, but it definitely got more fractured. Like that was definitely part of like the appearance. It was very much part of like, oh, well, aren't we all like sisters and it's so beautiful and yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to capitalize, I honestly think on christian uh community which is interesting well the product itself i think lends itself to um a homeschooly family type setting because you need a lot of that product for all of those kids truly right and True. and you're either you're taking your kids to western doctors or you're buying a shit ton of essential oils like yes you can be a person who's average and buys three essential oils and moves on with their lives but yes. that doesn't make a good uh salesman and no. um, buyer, right? The the good buyer and salesman is the person with 17 kids who homeschools them all and doesn't take them to the doctor and buys like eight gallons of thieves oil a month, right? Like, so exactly the product itself lends itself to people who are family oriented, lean away from modern society, which means they're leaning more into buying more of that product. Like the product itself lends itself to that, I would think. And yes. it doesn't surprise me that it leans Christian because it was started out, you know, I adore the Mormons. And and let me tell you, you we're certainly going to feature you on this show. But I think <laughs> you're, you're up so fun. soon. But yes. yeah, you, I think you're on this month's lineup. But, um, but Mormons also like it's a new enough religion that they don't take it lightly. So their religion is in all of the things that they do, yes. certainly yes. in their business model. So it doesn't surprise me that it's a straight through line, that it has such recognizable religious language that it would pull in evangelicals. Um, and of, and again, just now, of course, if you're running a business, you should angle toward evangelicals because yeah. that's where the money is. Sorry, that's carry true. On. No, you're you're dead on, and that um, I'm really glad you make this point because this is a very important point to make when we talk about Young Living. Um, the majority of the women that I personally knew and that you see are young mothers. Okay, absolutely. You see a 100%. lot of young mothers. Now it's really really easy for us to understand why we would see that when we look at the Venn diagram here. When you yeah. combine religious women, like you're talking about, and, and what we're talking about when we talk about my personal experience, a very conservative area deep in yep. the Bible Belt. Um, so you have Christian women who are looking for their Proverbs 31 woman way to actualize themselves, which is still, who we all want to be. Yeah. Good God, I know. While still pleasing her husband mm -hmm. and the role that she's expected to play. Now, I'm not trying to project any kind of thing on people that's not there. However, I will say there's a lot of husband pressure in the yes. areas that I was looking at personally. Yes. Okay, I'm yes. not speaking for every Christian home, um, but a lot of pressure. 
there were very few approved directions yes. that you could go as a professional woman. I know that you know this as well. I had friends. I don't think this will shock anybody, but it may shock some people. I had for, I had more than a few friends who were forbidden from speaking to me anymore when I went to college, okay, as a woman. Wow. Um, because I had uppity ideas and they didn't want their daughters to get the same ideas. Yes, now. Yes, in this day and age, it's still happening. You're just not looking at it if you don't know it's there. Um, that's not necessarily a problem, but... Yeah, that's alive and well. So it also follows. And within these communities, I did see plenty of women who were straight up just looking for a foothold. You know, they wanted something that was theirs. Well, also their family needed more income because they could not work. No. And also we have to think about economically during the time that I'm specifically talking about. And in general, when we look at the time that this has become popular with recessions, et cetera, it's yeah. easy for us to understand that family budgets are also taking a hit at this time. So like we talked about, just when you put that Venn diagram up there, you totally understand why a Christian mother would be a ideal target for this. Well, um, and let me just, I'm sorry yes, I, to no, cut you off, but please. let me just add into that dynamic. And I think you will agree with this. What I know from my own previous marriage to, you know, which was a Christian marriage to, uh, you know, uh, every marriage I've seen as an adult all the way back to my childhood is that the woman stays at home. The woman takes care of the kids. The woman is expected not to have an outside job or career, but then she's treated like she's dead fucking weight because she isn't contributing financially to the family. And the husband brings that energy into the house. I'm the one bringing in the money. I'm the one paying the bills. I have to take care of you. You're a cost to me. Like that's an undertone in almost every single relationship that's set up that way. So even though she's told not to work out, she's also shamed for being a cost and not a benefit because nobody reads women's work as a benefit. And so for her to bring in money is a really big deal. Yes, exactly. So it is a huge deal. It's empowering. It can be a very positive thing. However, the way that it translates, unfortunately, becomes toxic pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, So to expand that a little bit, I'm going to I'm going to relate one personal story. I'm not going to drop any names. Um, When I was in the group. I, there was an instance in which one time I was invited to go to, I've actually told you this before, Jesse, but I was invited to go to a sushi restaurant. It was an upscale sushi restaurant in a downtown part of town. I was dressed up. I was wearing a full face of makeup. That was the instruction code. That's how we were supposed oh, to come. Okay. Yep. We are going out. We're going out. It's oh, gonna be for a- pictures. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're looking good. That was sort of the culture. It was like, and we were like, yeah, we we're going to get dolled up. It was going to be nice. Mm-hmm. We go and it's going to be three ladies that are in already that are in my family. Let's just call it within Young mm-hmm. Living, my branch, our downline. Um, they're not in my downline, but they're up there somewhere. <laughs> um, and these are ranging above me from a woman that's like maybe one rung above me to somebody that's way above me. Okay. Way higher up. Also meeting us at the sushi restaurant, two young Christian moms. Mm. Guess who didn't get the dress code for the sushi restaurant? The mom. Oh, no. Guess who wasn't wearing makeup and showed up in jeans or sweats or just like what was comfortable for them? Those young moms. Um, Guess who were told that they could bring their kids because it was no big deal to the sushi restaurant? Those young moms. What Um, a shitty setup. That's right. Now, it sounds very accepting to say, oh, you can bring your kids. Don't worry about what you wear. It's so casual. That sounds nice, doesn't it? 
It is nice in theory, but what would have been nice is if we would have showed up or gone to a family restaurant in jeans and no makeup. Yeah, that's that a mean girl party. Exactly. Well, and, and, and I don't know this, right? So I show up and I'm there and I'm dolled up and I'm looking at these young women across the table and they're there with their kids and they don't have makeup on. And I can see in their eyes, I'm assuming, but I, a little bit, but I can see the feeling that naturally is arising here. And because you feel like you don't have your shit together and these other women do. Yes. And then yeah. what's your first thought? How can I, I don't know that this is your first thought, but one of your thoughts may be, how can I be like them? Oh, of what course. What do I need to do to be like these calm, collected, put together women? Yeah. Whose well, husbands watch their kids? Don't have kids. No, I'm kidding. Um, what do you have to do? <laughs> yeah. What do you have to do? Um, is... No, that's the actual answer, Amarin. It it's is actually, actually not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually not a facetious answer from the intentionally childless Amarin. Um, but no, I would say. Yeah, that was really shocking for me. That was, of course, as I'm sure will be shocking to no one that knows me, one of the last times that I ever went to anything related to Young Living. That was very shocking. I was very, very turned off by it. Um, at least one of those women did join Young Living, though. <laughs> Fun. Oh, gosh. Um, and yeah, that money just goes right back into Young Living. And then, oh, my gosh, what do they usually find? It's too much to keep up with, especially with a young child. It's oh, costing yeah. money. It's not going mm -hmm. well. And then they become one of those people earning $1 for the $400 that they've spent, $500 that they've spent. And spinning their wheels and, and feeling bad for not being better at it. Exactly. And still wondering that comparison of why am I not a triple crown diamond? Why mm -hmm. am I not that woman or this one or that? So um, that would be for me a personal experience, big red flag number uno I would identify very problematic um, and something I really honestly think is a consistent practice um, throughout Young Living. I think that there is a very intentional effort, at least I can say in the area that I was in, to present a very polished, put together exterior that says my life is perfect. I have no problems. Everything is amazing. Um, and almost strategically use vulnerability to get women to like you, basically. So very culty, very creepy. Um, they definitely encourage you to leverage the chance of friendship with mm -hmm. people as a means to get them in. Mm -hmm. um, that is wrong, friends. I uh, <laughs> think that is inappropriate. It is how they got me. Um, they mm -hmm. did pull me in with somebody that I knew, um, and all love to this person. I won't name, uh, they did pull me in with somebody that I knew from a high school that I had, we'd actually dated the same guy in high school. And, um, she reached out to reconnect with me and it was at a perfect time. And I didn't even realize it was a sales pitch. Um, Ugh. I did have a head injury, but I didn't even realize it was a sales pitch. So that's the subversive, um, kind of current that we're dealing with. And I, you know, I'm not trying to flex, but I'm a pretty smart woman. I was a little deluded at the moment, but yeah, this is being pulled off pretty successfully, I would say. And it becomes clear once you start seeing it, it's really hard to stop seeing it. But before you do, I think you could be, you could be let in pretty easily, much like a lot of cults. Mm -hmm. Um, also like a lot of cults, Young Living has satanic panic, which I'd like to tell you about just briefly. Oh, no. Um, Go on. Of course they do. I know these people. <laughs> I thought you would like this. This is just a funny little side note. It's really not that. It's not that heavy. It did get a lot of attention recently. There's a BuzzFeed which, article. Ooh. You can read about it if you want to. Um, which it, essential oil wards off Satan? Go. 
which essential oil it's Thebes, I think. Um, (laughs) Thebes seems to be the one that gets the most stuff uh, away (laughs) from people at this point. Thebes oil, if anybody doesn't know at home, is a weird blend of some like very basic essential oils. I honestly don't remember right now. I think one of them is eucalyptus. And it is used for like cleaning and general like health. And they definitely said that it would clean COVID-19 successfully. Oh, yeah. All kinds of fun stuff like that. So it's it's like an all-purpose cleaning, healing, health administrative thing from their mm-hmm. perspective, if you don't know, um, since we keep referencing it. But yes, there was some satanic panic very recently with Young Living. Uh, there is a BuzzFeed article. You can read about it. Uh, a woman did report that Satan had taken over uh, Young Living. She does believe that is the case. She did leave the company because of it. Um, this woman's name, I will name drop her since she went public with this. This yeah. was in August 2021. Um, she is an influencer, of course, because that's what you should be with Young Living. Her name is Madison Vining. Um, on Instagram, she made a big announcement that she was quitting. She previously was one of the top sellers for Young Living. So she is wow. a very high ranking person. Um, she boasts like Goodness, let's see. I want to say, um, yeah, 317,000 followers on Instagram. So she's got a, an okay following. Um, and yeah, this was a huge shock to a lot of people. Um, basically, what happened is they came out and said that the um, company is a cult. Or no, I'm sorry. They, the they backed up some of the previous statements that had been said um, in saying that suspicious things were going on. And specifically, the issue was that a book was distributed to all of the higher level people within Young Living that was written by a self-help guru named Robert Tennyson Stevens, who runs a company called Mastery Systems. Um, Mr. Stevens co-wrote this book titled My Word Made Flesh with uh, Mary Young, the new CEO. Um, Now, the demonic book was sent to all of the diamond level sellers. So this is not going out to everybody. This is going out to one of the top rungs. Um, Diamond level sellers are not necessarily the very top. That's called triple crown diamond, I think. Um, But diamond is one of the like, who knows? Such a widely title. (laughs) Um, It's uh, it's up there. Um, So this book comes out um, and the um, yeah, the book is, the book is written, is written with a couple people that were involved who are motivational speakers and Young is involved. And apparently the content of the book was truly shocking. Okay. Unfortunately, it's been scrubbed from the internet. You can't Ooh. get this book, which is really exciting. And I makes me want, now it, I want so it bad. <laughs> I want this book more than anything. If any listeners have a connection to my word made flesh, send it to me. I want it bad. Um, I don't know what was in it. Unfortunately, I do know that it was so shocking for these people that they did leave and a collection of other people left as well. And now they are very adamant that there is a satanic element going on with young living. Let me, let me understand this. So this person wrote this book. It was, Anti Young Living or no? It was pro no, it's pro Young Living. Okay, that's and what that's what I thought you said. Yeah, and then then those people who got it found it horrifying, 
and jumped ship. That is okay. right. Boy, that, that sounds right. like a great read. <laughs> I know. I want to see it so bad. I yeah. don't understand how it could be that bad. And I tell you, I really did try to find out. Um, they, yeah, they freaked out. Then Melissa Truitt, who was the one that filed the lawsuit in 2017, she got involved with this as well and went, as, went in it also to say that the demonic propaganda had been spread. They said it was very new agey, um, which is, of course, something that Christians are very terrified of if you yeah. know anything about Christians. God um, forbid you have a pretty rock in your house. Oh, yeah. So they were they were absolutely furious. And then they did something that I absolutely love to see um, and that people constantly do literally all the time. They left Young Living, which is like the one divine thing that they were supposed to be involved with as far as a pyramid scheme goes. And then they immediately joined another pyramid scheme selling something that was doing like collagen based products, <laughs> which was totally different. And now they're acting like I've literally seen so many people do this. It's such an eye roll, Jesse. Now they're acting like this is God's divine. Oh, no. <laughs> they have discovered. And I'm just like. This is the little boy who cried wolf. Like, right. we see you. Anyway, won't get too lost <laughs> on it. I know we're already so, I, but I did want to bring up that just like all good cults, Young Living has had some ridiculous satanic panic um, from a new age novel, it seems, that was released. I wonder how many people think that essential oils, in fact, save them from some kind of demon in their house. And I'm not actually saying that to be funny. No. I know these people. No. And they think that so there funny. are real demons interacting with them and trying to get at them all day, every day. And I wonder how many of them think that their essential oils uh, pr- keep them protected in that way. That's a real question. That is a real question. And just to back up that that's a legitimate thing to say, not to have a n- not yet another side story, but a quick one. When I was in high school, I was in competitive speech and debate and I traveled with this woman as my room partner, they were randomly assigned. She's a really lovely lady. I hope she's doing well, but she was very devoutly Christian. Okay. At the time I'm also devoutly Christian, but maybe more inwardly privately. So I always thought Mm -hmm. it was more of a personal relationship with God. She was about fighting that war, fighting that Uh, battle. Let's go. Mm -hmm. We walk into the hotel room. She immediately, okay. It's just us, the two of us. She turns to me and she goes, we need to pray. And I said, Oh, and so I said, okay. <laughs> and I took, she takes my hand, takes one hand, puts the other hand up and starts banishing the demons from the oh, room. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't mean lightly. I want to be clear. This woman was waving your hand and saying like, get ye behind me, Satan, out of this room, out, out. Like I'm talking about the full. So yes, you're right to wonder how many people have used oil Spanish uh, demons from their homes. It is a yeah. real thing. I know that they talk about it. It's crazy. Nothing you are saying surprises me at all. This all sounds like scenes I've seen a million times. I figured that it wouldn't surprise you the least bit. Um, yeah, amazing. Shocked me at the time. In real life, really rocked my world at 15. Um, but <laughs> yeah, really totally fine otherwise. Um, we have um, a really evangelical person at our farmer's market right now who's like constantly anointing my forehead with oil when I'm trying to like do my fucking job. But like, I'm so used to that that I just like, it takes more time to argue. I'm just like, yeah, that's sure. Thank, thank you. And thank you. Yes, that is, I did a spit take on that. Um, it, but I, uh, it almost was a problem. It almost got on the laptop because it was so funny to me. Something about the idea of just being passively anointed with oil really got Constantly, me. Like, like a passive fine. thing. You're just like, all right, thank you. Bless like, thank you. Uh, couldn't hurt, right? As we heard from the path. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah. So just high level, we're pretty, we're pretty deep. Just we've already covered most of this. So I'm just going to high level say a lot of manipulation and lies um, Mm -hmm. that do take place um, within young living. The drug of getting attention is very powerful. Um, They dole that out very intentionally amongst the women, like we've already discussed. So it can make a lot of vulnerable and marginalized women feel very seen, especially in tight geographic concentrations like the Bible Belt or other areas where we see a little bit more of that conservative push for women to be in the home, like we already covered. We also have a massive pressure to take advantage of other people, whether this is the influencer way or having parties in your home that's perfectly curated, et cetera. Mm. Um, The last section that I want to talk about with you is about the Young Living Seed to Seal Promise. um, Oh, yes, I've heard this phrase. Oh, yeah. And the clean living versus toxic mainstream conversation that's constantly going on within the Young Living Circle. And most groups like this, to be fair. Just to be clear, I heard that phrase from doTERRA. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. As I'm they are still sure stealing each other's shit. Did. Go ahead. <laughs> literally, like, the, that's so funny about this is, like, the pro, the seed to seal process is literally what they sued each other about. So that's Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they're yes. still doing it. Yeah, they are doing <laughs> it for sure. Um, so... That's right. You've heard this before. One other way that Young Living is like a cult is the us versus them mentality they deploy Mm, with them. Um, We get it. They don't. On the inside, we have it right. But in the world, oh my God, they're idiots. That's Mm -hmm. the vibe. Uh, When you enter the Young Living circle, you're going to be hearing about how candles, traditional medicine, beauty products, cleaning supplies are all linked to cancer, infertility, other huge results, depression, ADHD. Hear about that a lot. That's the new buzzword. Mm -hmm. Now everything cures ADHD because everybody has ADHD. That's not true. Essential oils won't cure your ADHD. I'm so sorry to tell you that. I have it too. We're in there together, sister. It's not going to work. Um, I mean, are modern chemicals a problem? Sure. That's the thing yes. with any cult. They build on a grain of truth, you know? Exactly. That's what's tough is this is their, where they're like capitalizing on the hippie movement. And this is where they got me. I want to be very clear because this is how I was raised. Yes. I am a feral woman. I was raised <laughs> outside, feet in the ground, wind in the mm-hmm. hair. I mm-hmm. was raised with rusty nails, very close to my bare feet. That's how it was done. Okay. We got the tetanus shot later. I had Lyme <laughs> disease. That's how it goes. I was raised that way. I know clean ingredients. I know all about the toxic mainstream. That bed of truth they were building on was very familiar to me. I accepted it immediately and ate it in one bite. I said, yes, you're right. Only issue is they were talking complete bullshit, it turns out. Uh Uh-oh, that's right. Let me tell you what the Young Living Seed to Seal promise is just really, really quick. This is Mm -hmm. off of their website. Um, They call it the science of essential oil perfection directly from their website. For nearly 30 years, they have set the industry standard, they say, for delivering the highest quality essential oils on earth. Um, D. Gary Young develops the five-step seed to seal, insisting on premium quality at every stage, and they audit every supplier to make sure they comply with their rigorous criteria and maintain their exacting methods throughout every stage. So the stages are seed, Obviously, working with high quality seeds, safeguarding authenticity, whatever that means, and maintaining all possible benefits, okay? Cultivating healthy plants, so they're just growing them here. Distillation, um, unique steam distillation and cold pressing and hydro distillation. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they test them to make sure um, that they're okay. 
using their own in-house state-of-the-art laboratories and equipment. So any of the test results you're reading are coming from (laughs) Young Living, just to be clear. They said it's fine. They said it's fine. And I love that they say in our own in-house laboratories that so that yeah. I'm like, you guys are admitting this right I, on the page. I don't it's, think that means what you think it means. <laughs> I'm guessing they actually changed this later because of some of the lawsuits. Um, and then the final, oh, fifth step, yeah. of course, I'm guessing it's true, is yeah. seal. Um, so at the seal, they batch every essential oil with a number and then retest to pass quality control before releasing them for production. From there, the oils are used to produce essential oil blends, supplements, home products, and more. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. That's the seed to seal promise. It would be great if it was true. It's not, ladies and gentlemen. It's a total fraud. Are oh. you ready? I thought Re- it was a pretty pale promise to begin with, considering that the only check is themselves. But even that's not true. Go ahead. Even that isn't true is the really fun fact. So um, l- what we discovered um, when in a lawsuit, of course, um, is well, a couple of things from lawsuits. First, um, in 2017, the company had to pay for the importing of illegally harvested ingredients, um, which resulted in $760,000 in fines, restitution, and community service. Um, they illegally trafficked harvested wood and timber products um, into oh. the country. So that right there is one thing. Um, they That's probably not the only time that's happened. Um, just as a note, David Sterling, if you'll remember, who founded doTERRA, doTERRA. the old okay. COO, accused Young Living of the fact that less than 1% of their oils were sourced underneath the seed to seal promise. Ooh, holy shit. In court, whenever Gary and Mary Young came to defend themselves under deposition, they were not able to defend themselves. Oh. You can read the transcripts for this. Mary Young's testimony was incriminating. She said she didn't know the exact numbers. At one point, she asked what was meant by majority before admitting <laughs> that at the time of the introduction of seed to seal to present day, to present day, Young Living was, quote, probably not producing a majority of its oils from its own farms. Holy shit. That's a big statement. Wow. You can read those transcripts online. If you do a little googling. um, it can be found. I did look through them. This is true. Um, This is a big one. This is very important. This is probably the biggest dark horse over young living is the idea that it's very, very core. It's totally bullshit. They're sourcing these things from wherever. The oils actually aren't pure, etc. That translates really directly whenever you think about the healing powers that are being sure. promised by these oils. Um, and also, I also, maybe don't fucking ingest them. Yeah, that's our final our final talking point. Is Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, you're right. You're dead on. Uh, don't ingest them. I was just going to briefly mention that I did know a woman who was chemically burned from applying oils topically mm. um, by I'm guessing the wrong combination of oils um, mm. or some sort of thing. Um, just as a note for essential oil users, you can chemically burn your skin with yes. any essential oil, um, especially, this is a really important thing to know, if you take a hot shower or do anything mm. that opens your pores up and then directly apply scented product or concentrated product to your skin, um, it can burn you. So I just wanted to say that for listeners. If you didn't Smart. know that, heads up, um, it can be really painful. Two, um, 
It's yeah, you 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 have to be very careful about the way that you apply them. Um, and diluting is another thing. So I was going to say it's such a big deal. There is a little bit less education around diluting oils, um, but most oils come in concentrate forms. That's usually why they're so expensive. You're not supposed mm. to just directly apply them to whatever it is you're using, especially not skin. They're supposed to be cut with another specific type of oil, depending on the type of essential oil that you're using and the type of solubility it has. So before you go messing around with essential oils, it's usually helpful to look at like an actual resource online and see how the things interact and combine. Um, yeah, because you can other. fuck around and find out with essential oils. You sure can. Like, you can't cure cancer, but you could maybe kill yourself. You could fuck around and find out, yeah. Yes, so <laughs> don't do that. Um, healing, no. Death, possibly. So that's <laughs> the takeaway here. And we're girls who like essential oils, just FYI. But oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, they're just a nice thing. Carry on. They're a nice thing. And, like, I use essential oils for a variety of things. I think for different people, they can work for a variety of things. Like, I can – it's all aromatherapy-based, but, like, yeah. I can be energized by certain mm -hmm. things. It, I don't know if it's placebo or it's working. I don't care. It smells good. I'm happy. I'm. It's good. Um, but proper education, as with anything, very important. Um, and that actually leads us into – the ingesting oils bit, which is the final thing under the category of the oil healing powers nonsense. Um, I got incredibly angry because I worked in the downline of a woman who at this point in time has quit Young Living and switched to selling, obviously, some other nonsense, essential, <laughs> you know, non-essential thing that mm -hmm. uh, works. And whenever I was in Young Living, one thing they tried to get me to do the entire time that I never did was take oils internally. Excuse me. Mm. I'm really getting choked up about this. Apparently. Um, I never did it. My grandfather, um, <laughs> may he rest in peace was a very fancy and, uh, fanciful man. And he did take them internally because he believed in everything under the sun. Uh, it's mm -hmm. probably fine. I have some feelings about it. So I do have a personal tie to this is the point. Um, it was very commonly said that essential oils, uh, certain essential oils were safe to ingest. Um, I I was given capsules, empty capsules, to put the yes. oils in to yeah. take. Um, so it was it was pushed on me when I got mm. COVID the first time. Um, oh. I was told that they would cure me. I didn't Ugh. take them, but I was told to take oils internally and that it would cure me. Um, this. Yeah, this is very questionable. Um, there is still, I did check this on their website. They have a which essential oils are safe to ingest blog post. Oh, um, nice, good. So it's great. They're definitely still capitalizing on this. However, um, essential oils are not safe to ingest. Just as a high level note, uh, essential oils are a lot of them antibacterial in property. They will kill your gut microbes whenever you mm. take them. It will kill your healthy gut bacteria, causing a range of serious health issues issues, including being more susceptible to sickness, as well as poisoning of various kinds. Your body is more open when it doesn't have protective gut health um, to literally everything. So don't do that. It's not healthy. You weren't meant to take them internally. Um, I will say, because I feel like this is a great example of how Young Living is, that the sort of maddening thing that happens all the time within these distributions and the reasons that they never really get fully disbanded or taken down is like I was talking about this woman above me who again was pushing ingesting oils, talked about it, took oils like the whole 10 years that she was part of this distribution group was a whole thing, practiced it, preached it, 
all the time. Now she's left Young Living and she's made us, she's like come out and talked about the fact that taking inter- oils internally um, really messed her family up, basically. It was mm-hmm. really bad for them, caused a lot of problems, specifically caused really specific issues for her health wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was really bad and ultimately led them to leaving Young Living, um, basically. Um, that's all fine and good, except for the fact that I do have firsthand experience and can vouch for the fact that I repeatedly and over and over again talked to this person about these oils and the fact that they were not safe to ingest about the same research and the same information prior to the time that they conveniently decided to leave the company and then make an issue out of it. This happens all the time. That's what I wanted to ask. Like, so she's in this thing and she's having bad results and she's not fucking saying it out loud. She's saying the opposite to people. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, um, she was telling people that essential oils cured cancer in one of her family members. Um, That certainly was happening at meetings. Um, I heard that more than one time. So, yes, this is very insidious. I say this personal tie to say this is why I think actually full cult these are total lies. Um, it's not true. I round out my wordy talking today with one final story um, before our light chatter when we wrap this up to say the best example and the thing that caused me to leave Young Living finally. Um, I, as I've alluded to and mentioned multiple times, had a head injury whenever I came into Young Living. It brought me in. Essential oils are really helpful with um, when you're dealing with disassociation, which is something that happens when you have head trauma. Um, that just it helps you stay more present in the moment. I was really struggling with disassociation um, because I had like a bad, bad, bad concussion and an open wound in my head, um, and it was a whole thing. So I have a more prominent scar at this time, um, but it is more of just like a a, a bruised area. One time, whenever I was in a meeting with someone from Young Living that was above me, they told prospective members of um, the party that we were at that my head previously had had a golf ball-sized welt on it, and after topical application of essential oils, it had shrunk and gone back down to be the way that it was at that time. That was never true. That had never happened. She did not know me when I'd received the injury. She had no idea what I had looked like. Um, And at the time, my head actually looked really, really good. The injury is never presented to be a very physically negative thing to look at, right? It isn't visually very negative, just more side effect problems. So this, for me, I think, understandably, that was the final straw. I was very much at the time said, that's not true. That was not the case. My head has always looked like this. You did not know me when I had my injury Um, at the time said that. Here's a helpful hint. When people have trauma, especially to their head, you cannot co-opt their stories and lie about it. They will get defensive and angry with you. Um, that's just true. It's like it's a great life rule. It's just a great life rule. You can Don't generalize lie about that a lot. Yeah. Don't lie about other people's stuff in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my line. That was what took me out. I did have, so, so pretty so serious in that meeting. Sorry. How did, when you, when you said that in the meeting, you were like, yo, you're lying about me. I can hear you. I'm right here. How did that land? Um, the woman that was saying the lie laughed it off and said that she did this weird thing where she put her, she like patted me and she told me 
that I didn't, that I, it was like something that I hadn't noticed. Is what? Tried to gaslight me. I know that she knew that wouldn't work, but it was to save face with everybody else. And right, she, sure. did, she did just straight up say like, well, I guess you just don't know. I guess you just don't realize. Um, and so I left. I just left. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Um, and I left and I was good. I don't know that I saw her ever again after that. Um, yeah. So that's, that links back to that first thing I said from its very founding, the idea of this entry level trauma health miracle that you've had personally mm. that you can vouch to and then share the good news to other people. Um, that is a core tenant of Young Living that they don't really talk about, but has massively been my experience. Um, they're always recovering from something. There's always something that they're healing from, something massive, mm. um, or their father or sister has. Um, and and it's usually not true. Um, and we know that because the woman whose father was cured by essential oils from cancer um, now works for a totally different company and doesn't use oils anymore, says her family doesn't really have a need for them in their life at this time. Um, how you could ever turn from a cancer curing product to not having a need for it in your life anymore and adequate and actually working against it. Um, it's impossible, I would guess, if true. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not trying to. I like I said, we're not dropping names. We're not calling out anybody in particular. I'm happy to talk to someone about it if they want to, and callers onto the show if they like. But uh, Young Living Essential Oils, a cult, ladies and gentlemen. I'm branding it. I'm putting the stamp on it. More yeah. than just a fat bottom girl, a cult, in my opinion. A Dorito-shaped cult. A Dorito-shaped cult. What are your thoughts, Jesse? How do you feel about this assessment on my end? Well, first, I would like to say I've really enjoyed getting to listen to the story, and you told it so well, and I just really had fun being the oh. listener. Um, oh, and uh, what a fun gig. Thank you for letting me be the listener. That was really fun. Um, maybe we can do this more often because this was so. fun for me. Um, <laughs> what do I think of Young Living? This was an interesting education to me. Something I thought of a lot toward the end is how much I believed whatever the fuck people said as a person growing up in my church to the extent that it's hard for me to unbelieve it now. For example, my church was always like, oh, we've laid our hands on people and watched their grapefruit sized tumors shrink to nothing right in front of us. Yes. Oh, we laid our hands on people and watched their shorter arm grow to the right length in front of us. Yep. And so I would tell you that I remember this happening and I know it happened, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty positive. The reality is that that's exactly the same story as Amarin over here had a golf ball stuck to her head and we oiled it off. Yep. Um, I think that's exactly the same story. But in that culture, it is so common to just say unbelievable shit and then have everybody else be like, yeah, let me jot that down. A golf ball sized and thieves oil. Mm -hmm. Got it. You know, so like, mm -hmm. again, the evangelical scene, and I'm not trying to like, whatever evangelicals, blessings on your path, but like, <laughs> I know the inside of this. And I know that I believed that people's golf ball or grapefruit sized tumors disappeared while I was there, right? Like, yeah. 
that's that's I ha- it's hard for me to unlearn a bullshit story even it's though I true. was there. And so it isn't surprising to me that the same group of people who is accustomed to this kind of storytelling and believing could do very well with a a selling structure in which you tell stories about the miraculous properties of like whatever the fuck the product is. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not an uncommon method of going about something like this, you know, of accumulating followers or, um, I don't know, solidifying a narrative around your group. It's mm-hmm. pretty, yeah, it's, it's surprising. I'm, I, mm-hmm. yep, I agree. And my apologies for bringing so many strip club stories into this. Like, <laughs> not on my agenda. I don't know how it happened. I wouldn't be happy if we didn't have the exact number of strip club stories we have in this, <laughs> in this episode. Um, I think it's important <laughs> and an interesting overlap. No, I actually think it is an interesting overlap because I think we're talking about women dominated culture. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think there is, I think that they're actually pointing to a really intelligent comparison between two, you know, really specific groups of people operating in these areas. Um, a girl but yeah, hustle. a girl hustle, a girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight, straight up. If we had to title <laughs> this episode, girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight, that's exactly <laughs> that's, right. The story of young living, boy boss, me, gatekeep. <laughs> me, I'm right. Girl boss. I'm writing this on our thing. Gatekeep. Gaslight. Gaslight. Love it. Okay. Just found, again, another t-shirt. Okay. So, yes. So, Amarin, thank you for telling this story. This has been very informative for me because I've only been loosely aware of this, but lots of people I know have been all about it, uh, including members of my family, obviously. Yes. Um, And so, two things that I come back with. First of all, well, we'll get, I'll let you ask me if I join the cult at the end, cause that's your gig this time. But, um, two, two questions that, that come up in my mind. Question number one. Um, so just to be clear, the entry point to this cult is extreme personal damage, uh, $300. You are dead on in order okay. to enter this cult. You either have to be like totally, in your own world and just like wanting some products <laughs> and not really paying attention to what's going on or yeah, serious personal damage, whether emotional or physical. Um, I think you definitely, you definitely need, I will say that the young living group that I joined, um, it was, it was fast and furious baby. And I don't think a single member of us talk to each other anymore. I think that truly it was so negative one thing in common. Yeah. And I think that it compounded so badly that, yeah, in the end, we literally like, I don't talk to two of them are divorced um, from their husbands. I, and um, yep. Don't, we don't, none of, none of us talk to each other. So insidious, if you're thinking about joining a pyramid scheme, I raise you don't do that. Um, (laughs) Consider making your own crafts at home and selling them instead. Um, if you're yeah, interested, let, let me promote farmers markets for making your own income right now. <laughs> I would say farmers markets as an alternative <laughs> to Young Living is my suggestion. Jesse, that brings me to the most important part of our show and an answer I feel I know the wait, answer wait. to already. What? I had you... one more question. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm not. Okay. Ready. 
Okay. And then, yes, then we'll, we'll get I'm ready for your question. I'm not ready. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of making your money at, at farmer's markets, my side hustle is a, yes. And by side hustle, I mean business that bought my house, but right. my side hustle <laughs> is a business called Lude Linens where I like hand, I used to hand stitch, but now I paint little cute, like um, hand stitch, pretty co- cottage quarry things that say like, you know, fuck the patriarchy. And yes, you know, it's not uncommon, but I have my own take on it. Anywho, I say that to say, could I start a pyramid distribution scheme? Um, Is this a business model I've been ignoring? Get back to me. If, if we think we can make that happen. Personally, I think maybe also, didn't we talk about this one time? Didn't you say like, when you move to Idaho, I'm going to send you with a bunch of stuff for, and then I'm going to have you open the market in, in Idaho. Um, I, actually I think it's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Okay, okay. Actually, let's circle back, Jesse. Maybe we need to end the podcast and have a business chat. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, amazing. Just for legality's sake, what I mean is, do you think I could start a fat bottom girl type organization? I think that a Dorito shaped direction would be smart for the business. Yeah. Okay. I've That's got my apple bottom jeans and my boots with the fur, so I'm ready Woo! for this. Okay. I'm um, going to go find my boots with the fur and we'll make it happen. Okay. Now, what were you about to ask me? I was about to ask you a very important question, Jesse, and it is, would you join the cult of Young Living? I don't have $300, nor am I photogenic. However, I have a lot of damage. So I'm wondering. (laughs) Oh, see, now there's an in. (laughs) If I have like enough damage to make up for my lack of money, I suspect it's a no because Young Living is a capitalist enterprise. So I think I'm barred right at the start. Um, Yeah. Yeah, mostly because, you know, I get the impression that the in is $300 and being damaged, and then the ascension is based on being photogenic. So I've got some, I've got some obstacles in my path. Am I joining Young Living? I am not. Can you believe it? I never say no to cults. Um, Yeah, well, this is a fringe. This is a fringe baby. It's cult-like. I branded it full cult, so. No, there are lots of, like, fringe cults that I'd be, that I probably already in. Um, But not this one because, and I certainly could have joined this one. When I... when I feel like I'm trying to sell something, I suddenly turn into just like, a. it makes me, if I think I'm trying to get a dollar from you and I do sell things in my booth for a living, but I just like literally read a book and you can throw money at me if you want to. I, yes. I am not a hard sell. So it makes me extremely uncomfortable. I, I just turn into a weird, nervous, sweaty car salesman yes. immediately. I can't. So actually I wouldn't join this cult because I am, I am repelled by all of those things not on a moral level even just on a like skill set level just on a skill level um they're not my people however i've hung out with lots of young living people and i can attest that they have great potlucks so i will come to Uh, the potluck and i'm a i'm a i'm a four on the aesthetic yeah a lot of tall boots a lot of skinny jeans a lot of tall boots a lot of skinny jeans a lot of um Ha, wide brim hats. hats. Yeah. Superfluous to per woo superfluous. Superfluous hats. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh those big sweaters, those like um blanket I'm sorry, scarves. Oh, those like blanket yeah. oh, scarves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very mm-hmm. popular. And mm-hmm. also that ashy blonde hair color. It is a mainstay. It really is important with like a slight wave. I you guys might think if you haven't 
been around Young Living people that we're exaggerating right now. We are not exaggerating. Um, this is dead on. Like we were, we were allowed like token brunettes. I too had ash blonde hair at the time. That's how deep this goes. Oh, I want you guys I to know I was literally that. also blonde like this at the time. This is I not a joke. That. Yeah, yeah, that's true, people. Isn't that amazing? It's you're, now all the pieces are lighting up, and you're like, she was in deep. You're worried. Yeah. Um, I was in deep. I was in very <laughs> not that deep. I'm kidding. I and I want to state for the people, not that they care at all. I was not financially ruined by Young Living. Um, I actually barely got in, um, and I actually made money off of off of selling. I I don't know why. I think it's because I got out the, right at the second where I had made money. That's probably uh, yeah. why. It was nice. a coincidence, but I was just kind of like done at that exact moment. And it, was not, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was like, okay, well, it's not negative. So ultimately, I guess I played them. Is I'm kidding. That's not true. Um, I do want to read you one silly thing that I know you've already seen because we've already laughed about it, Jesse, but I want the listeners to laugh about it in closing. Okay. Um, and it is a very funny text post that I saw that says, the evangelical girls in my class who weren't allowed to read Harry Potter because it had witchcraft now think they can cure measles with essential oils. <laughs> Who's in potions class now, Graceland? <laughs> Which truly couldn't be more, I, I, like that is the most seen I think I've ever been. I was not allowed to read Harry Potter growing up. I have I now. Um, and I did try to cure the measles. I'm just kidding. I didn't. But um, no, that's exactly right. So yeah, this was Young Living. Jesse, it's been a pleasure to switch it around and talk at length about this wild and kooky collection of people with an aesthetic I would have to give three. Um, mm -hmm. And a craziness I'd have to rate seven shockingly high for just a bunch of like medium people you know i'm like, a nine because there's a body count so <laughs> you're right actually it is crazy out there and it yeah. may be and that's just the stuff that young living has let slip through to the internet what mm -hmm. other dark secrets will come out when we get that lululemon like expose that certainly mm, will I be released wait. when they crash and burn in the next five to ten years right like they're not making it to their 30th anniversary it's not happening so yeah, that's my well, speculation. Well, they're neck and neck with so let's see who wins the race. Uh, here, Wait. let's each end on a hilarious essential oils meme, because I had one stuck yes. in my head through this, which is uh, the scene in the manger where the wise men are giving the frankincense and the myrrh <laughs> to Mary, and she's got the new baby, and she's in a fucking manger, like, just trying to live her life. And she's like, oh, thank you for the frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> Such things babies love <laughs> it's so true so, oh my gosh thank you <laughs> thank you for this so nice Such well what they didn't thing. know is that that was actually med medicinal and that that would actually grant jesus immortality um but she didn't know that so because she wasn't in love young living dummy. she wasn't it's because d it was because we were in a um b d G Y before Gary D Gary Young oh, uh -huh. <laughs> time I don't know right yeah that was tough I did that really jumbled through there but all are right are you even photogenic Mary honestly are you even photogenic that's the question um I'm not anymore I've gone back to being fully feral uh, rest in peace Young Living we wish you the worst um the people specifically in it we wish you good things because we're pro women um but maybe not with Young Living ladies put on your citrus oil jump ship. Jump ship. Take some oils and go. All right. Okay, guys. We wish you good smells and a really great week, and we'll talk to y'all soon.
Namaste. Namaste. Wait, they would never say that. How do, uh, be blessed. Uh, blessed be the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. I join. Ooh, join. If you are loving Cults I Join and want to help us share the fun, here are some actions you can take. Subscribe and share the show on any podcast platform. Rate and review us on Google. This keeps us visible and gives an angel its wings. Or at least that's what our guru says. Follow us at cultsidejoin on the .com, the Facebook, and the Insta, and then hit us there with all your comments, discussions, and questions. We really do love hearing what you think. Finally, a huge thank you to our co-creators. Editing and post-production is by DeverWeb, and the biggest thanks to the incomparable Miss Devin Spruill, our theme song creator and performer. You should go soak up her music right now. And that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening, and happy culting! Cult I join.